everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast, where we come out with new podcasts every single Monday, or so we try. We have a special guest here, Ashley! I'm not actually a special guest, but this is just... But you know what? Long time no see. Because I feel like you're never here. It's emotionally draining on me as a younger sister who is in desperate need of older sibling advice. Um, especially when it comes to love life, which if you guys don't know this, this is our month of love and we are talking about love. Today's we're specifically talking about five singleness slash dating struggles. Ladies, can we real here? We were born single when we came out of the womb and for some of us, we're still single now and it's been 19 years later. Is that just me? I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that can relate it out there. But you know what? Ashley and I thought this would be a great topic to come up. We're going to be setting a timer because, you know, we could talk for hours on each of these five points that we're going to come up with. But the reality is, is that uh, we need to limit ourselves so that we aren't uh, wasting your time and so that we can honor our commitments for the day. So we're just going to set the timer right now and we'll get right back to this. Sorry if I'm just going way too crazy with my voice intonations. I'm just so excited to be here with Ashley. Thank you all. I am really excited to talk about this topic today because when me and Taylor were discussing what we wanted to do for the month of love, we were both talking about how we are totally unqualified to do this. I mean, we're just two single girls who really don't know that much about life. And that's the point of our podcast is to just show you guys, okay, yeah, we're two real girls who have these struggles because today's podcast episode is on five singleness slash dating struggles. And so we know that that you guys can relate with these struggles and that's why we want to talk about them and just put them out there and just say, hey, look, we're struggling with these things too. And we just really want to show you how to turn to Christ in this. Amen to that. So how about we start with our first one? You can introduce it and I'll start the timer. Five minutes on the clock, ladies. So the first singleness slash dating struggle is seeing boys as just not oops. Okay, restart. Seeing boys as friends or brothers in Christ rather than seeing boys as potential spouses, potential honey boo-boos, potential mm -mm. Absolutely, ladies. It is a disease. I'm going to say that because I contracted the virus. I contracted it. It's been with me ever since. And um, (laughs) you know what? Also, the problem with that is, is that when you've never dated and you know what? Let's just throw in the mix of you're introverted. Let's throw in the mix of, hey, maybe you're not introverted, but maybe you're just awkward and you don't know how to talk around guys. You mix that all up, bake it into a giant boiling pot of virus syndrome of seeing boys as future spouses and not future friends. It just turns, sometimes it turns into that because you know you never have the opportunity to talk to a boy. So when you see a boy that you you think is cute or you see their character, it just turns into like, Wow, I've been desiring a relationship for a really long time, and he could be the one for me. Instead of seeing it as he's a brother in Christ, or we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, what do you have to say about that? I don't think it's wrong to see someone and say, ooh, I really like them. Like, I want, I could see myself being with them. Would you agree? Oh, girl, 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 I agree. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, It's (laughs) sorry that. 
I promise you that started out as me just stuttering and then I just turned it into a rap. A girl. <laughs> no. no, okay. Oh, can I say what I was going to say? Yes. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but I think where I've gone wrong is just any situation I was in, like, I feel like there's a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm going to to church. Look around. Is there a potential future husband for me here? Go to school. Is there a potential future husband for me here? It, go to small groups. Is there a potential? Anywhere you go. And even at school, at college, like, I could see myself in the tendency of, oh, my goodness, you throw in a Christian college in there and yeah. you just have... I mean, this disease takes you all. Yeah, just the tendency of, like, let's say I meet a guy and I'm like, oh, I could never see myself with him. And then just shutting off the idea of even being his friend when in reality, scripture tells us that if we're all believers, we are all family. Like, I'm looking at my brothers and sisters in Christ in my church, at my school, and so to dismiss someone just because they're not a good match for me really doesn't make any sense because oh, they're my brother in Christ. Wow, I see where you took that there. I didn't think of it like that. I guess I, on the flip side, there is a tendency to, if, you, if you're if you just looking at boys for um, future husband material potential, subconsciously or consciously, that does almost lead you to reject certain types of boys just because you don't want to even let the door open to that possibility whereas you could just have the door open there as a friend yeah and just god made us to be in community especially while we're single um to be in community with each other and not just community with your own gender so me only being friends with girls i can learn so much by being friends in a community of believers with guys and girls and so, yeah. yeah, you know what? That's good. And you know what? I do struggle with that. I'm just going to say right now because I probably contracted this disease around middle school. Okay. What disease? Okay. Define the disease. Okay. The, yeah. I actually switched diseases just now, just so you know. Um, the disease I switched to is um, not being able to talk to boys syndrome. And my not being able to talk to boys syndrome, it... It's just like, I wouldn't say it's a paralyzing fear, but can I just give an example? Is there is a boy that I really liked, and he sat at a table, he made conversation with me, and I was just, I mean, I was really shy because, I mean, what in my head I was like, I would love to talk to him. I was thinking about all these jokes, and I just didn't because I, I was looking at him like I wanted him to be like, I wanted to get to know him better in a way that wasn't just a friend, and I think that paralyzed me in fear. Yeah. So not being able to talk to boy syndrome is a real thing. That's actually what we're going to move on to our next point because Wait, five minutes we, is up. We conclude, though, for seeing boys as friends, I think the conclusion statement here is that sometimes it's not easy and it's something you have to train your mind out of is, is just remembering, okay, these are my brothers in Christ. Christ laid down his life for them, and if he's put them in your life, like, guys in your life I think that's a good thing and not to just view them as a potential spouse yeah and actually just to say I and I want you to hear what you have to say on this Ashley I almost feel like a possible another another reason why I have not being able to talk to boy syndrome is because boys never really talked to me growing up 
and I don't know if I was putting off like a reserveness or like a don't talk to me kind of vibe, but no boys ever talked to me. So therefore, like, I feel like I never really learned how to talk to a boy. And then when I did talk to a boy, it was like in the, in my younger years, I might've had a little bit of trauma if I'm being dramatic, but of the way that they responded to me because I was a really sensitive kid and boys just are a lot less sensitive and they don't take things to heart as much. Not every boy, but the boys that I interacted with. And I think it caused me to feel like, okay, I can't relate to a boy, so I'm just not going to talk to them. And then that mixed with they never talked to me turned into not boy, not talking to boys. So now we're on point number two. You totally went into that. Point number two that we had for a struggle with singleness and dating is trying to talk to a boy especially a boy you like Mm -hmm. or just in general maybe talking talking to guys can be a fear and and you know what there's a lot of girls out there who don't have this fear who can just be bold around guys but it's crazy cool you know to watch it but it also feels like you know what speaking to me ashley i want you to speak a little truth in me i'm just gonna say this right now i'm gonna say my situation a a lot of you viewers might be able to relate to this you're single you've been single for a long time you've never been looking for a boy but maybe there's just one that you happen to feel like you really connect with or you know in your head that you could be a really good potential match but you're just too scared to talk to them. So you you feel like when you do talk, it's like really short sentences, like literally just answering if they ask you a question and not saying more. You don't know how to make conversation. What what are you supposed to do in that situation when you feel like you're not portraying your true self? But you know that you're like, you know that you're a really awesome woman, okay? You know you're a really awesome woman, but you don't know what to do because you have fear of talking syndrome. And I can ask you this question because you have it less than me. And here's the thing. I know sometimes your advice to me is just be yourself. Try to go to a different advice because that just doesn't work. I think that if you really like somebody and you could see that they would be like, you really like them, and you're like, you know what, I really want to get to know them. First of all, I think that's a great thing, like, to see a guy and be like, okay, I do desire marriage, and if he's a godly man, to pray about yeah. it and to to, mm-hmm. to seek the mm-hmm. Lord, say, God, is this something you want? And so I think that you – my advice is that after praying about it, and if you feel like you should go, like, just put yourself out there – you need to just push past the fear because if you let the fear rule your life, you're never you're never going to talk to a guy that you like. You're never going to go out of your way. You're not you know what I mean? Like That's fear so keeps true. you fear will keep you in that comfort zone bubble. And and I've done this before where I've just been like, okay, I'm right now I literally can feel myself. I I don't want to do this. It's it's this big thick cloud of fear that's like just holding me back but I tell myself I'm gonna step through it and I'm gonna try Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm thankful for those moments of just saying Lord I need to rely on you and I need to just try this yeah and you know what actually when you said that I really resonated it with with it because um like I said in our first podcast I've been trying to focus on my values And when I was trying to identify, like, what values I have in my life, one of them was marriage. That's something that I value 
Um, and with that comes relationships and obviously um, a relationship where the two people feel like they can be stronger together um, and grow their relationship with Christ and be encouraged with each other and be on the same level. And so with that being said, I feel like that has realizing that that was one of my values has made me realize that pushing past the fear is worth it because that is something that is just innate within me that I want to be in relationship later in my life. And pushing past the fear is actually going to lead me towards my values instead of like me staying back. And so if I can relate um, this to a current situation even in my life, I took a small step towards it wasn't a giant leap but I took a small step towards actually showing up to um a worship event that I knew he this person was going to be at and there was a little bit of conversation and yes I left feeling like I liked him way more and like I really wanted to talk to him and I was really shy blah 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 but it felt good just knowing, like, me leaving and being like, okay, I actually didn't let the fear conquer me today. I actually didn't let the fear have me stay home because I went in there and I was feeling so much nerves and anxiety that I never even ate dinner and it was just sitting in front of me. And let me tell you, it was Luma. Maybe I'm giving too many details for the night. But it was Luma Lottie's pizza, okay? And that stuff is good. But I was like, if I eat this, it's going to come back up my throat. Yeah, so overall for this point, trying to talk to a boy, especially when you like him, um, just realize that they are humans too. Like we all have dads, we all have brothers, and we don't all have brothers. I know, but I'm brothers saying, in Christ. But we all have like our family members. Like there's guys in our family members, and we know they're real people. Like they laugh, they fart, they 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 do weird things, they do loving things. They're just like human beings. We're all made in the image of God. So to remind ourselves of that, does that help a little bit? Or no. No, that that does help a little bit. It's just hard to remember that in the moment. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh, yeah. No, but okay. no, actually what you on. were saying was very true. Yeah, okay. So point number three for singleness dating struggles is is about to pursue or to not pursue, which we touched on in our other podcast a little bit. But that's a big question that girls have is, is should I pursue or should I – let the guy pursue. And for this, there is no right or wrong answer because the Bible doesn't explicitly say you're not, a woman is not allowed to pursue or a guy should be the pursuer. It doesn't explicitly say that. And so this, this is for each one's own heart. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? What do you, what, like, yeah, it's just coming before the Lord and surrendering it to him. And, and I know people in my life who the girl stepped out and asked out the guy. And actually, one of my close friends, they're married now. And the girl was the one who stepped out of her comfort zone and asked him out. And I know people in my life where the guy made the first move and now they're married. And so there is no black, there should be no black and white thinking to this, no legally legalism to this. It's each for their own person. Now, for me personally, I've struggled through this and I would love it for the guy to make the first move. But I also had to come to the realization that it 
I can't just sit under a rock and have a guy 100 million percent pursue me. Like it does take me stepping out of my comfort zone, stepping out of that fear bubble and saying, you know what? I really like this guy and I'm going to put myself out there a little bit. Like maybe I'll ask him to do a few things with me here and there or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like really, like I think it really encourages a guy who wants to pursue you. It'll encourage him so much if you show him that you are willing does that make sense? That definitely makes sense. Um, I think for a lot of us shy girls out there, sometimes we would, you know, we might want a guy to pursue us, but we probably aren't very social. Or we're social with our few close friends and family, and that doesn't leave um, pursuers, that doesn't leave them with many opportunities to come get to know you. So like you said, you can't live under a rock and expect a boy to know you exist you have to be like you have to go out you have to be places you have to even just like your body language like can tell somebody if you're available to talk to or if you're closed off or if you don't want anyone there if you're crossing your arms versus if your arms are down if you know you are smiling smiling smile makes like engaged in conversation or just having a positive attitude in conversation you don't even have to talk a lot but just like sometimes people can tell like what mood you're in without you even saying anything and probably chances are if you are never out or if you're in a bad mood when you're out or even subconsciously listen ladies resting mean face is a thing and i have resting mean face sometimes and it is another disease that sometimes you are possibly born with and it gives off the if you can hear the siren the city is hustling and bustling but sometimes when you have resting mean face it does make you come off like you are a little unavailable yeah and i just want to give a quick disclaimer that i'm 21 years old and taylor is 19 and so we're at that season in our life where i think it's totally great to start dating people and to start looking for um someone to be with i think that that's where our like god will put that in your heart when the time is right yeah but i'm i don't know i i want to talk to those who are in like high school or or even if you're in college or even older and you don't want to date that's okay like it's okay if you don't have that feeling within you like it'll come when the time is right and maybe it won't come and maybe you're meant to be single that is amazing that is such an amazing calling from the lord And also, if you are really young, if you are in high school and you want to start dating, you want to start pursuing that, I would just say be extremely cautious because, um, I mean, any age, just put the caution tape up, ladies, because your heart is fragile into you just you need to remember that before any of this before dating you've got to be in communion with god you've got to be seeking him out you've got to be following the lord's will above all for your life and constantly coming before the lord and just giving him your heart and saying god help me protect my heart and so i just want to put that out there because right tay because like i mean i have that's no fun of that's one of the dangers of choosing to pursue somebody is that when you choose to pursue somebody there is a big chance that you your heart is going to get or a little even hurt. Just getting into a relationship too. Well, yeah, there's a but big chance that that could not work out. If we're just hard. relating it to point three, 
then yes, I think that if you choose to pursue somebody, which the Bible doesn't explicitly say if we're going to wrap it up, there is an opportunity that it could turn out really good, but there's also an opportunity that you could get hurt. But if one of your values is relationships and marriage, just be open about be open about relationships, get yourself out there a little bit, and just put it in the Lord's hands. But also don't be... Okay, maybe I'm just getting too much into the weeds here, but I think that there's a lot of times where people just say I'm putting it in the Lord's hands, but then they just end up living under a rock again, and I feel like you have to, like, don't you agree? You have to, like, meet, you have to meet a boy halfway. Yeah, my teacher, you know what's interesting is my teacher always says it's 80% God, 10% the guy, 10% you. So it really is, and obviously that's not in the Bible, but, like, that's just my teacher giving an, an illustration. But, like, if God has it in his will for you to marry somebody, it'll happen. Like, there's no doubt about that. And so you have to surrender it over to the Lord. Like, I just think that, like, God is going to make it happen if it's meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so if this is just your opinion, this obviously isn't anything biblical you think in your opinion this is like a chicken or the egg situation that god has predestined not predestined you to be with a specific man and he has meant you to be with that person or or there are many options of people that could work for you and you choose or the man chooses you and then god will work through your relationship honestly i have no idea i can't tell you i i don't believe that oh, there's one perfect person out there for you, and if you don't marry the right person, then you have the right to divorce them because they're not the one. I don't agree with that, but I do believe that I in Scripture it says God already has our days written in his book. Okay, like, that's he knows, good. Like, God is, is outside of time, and he knows our life. Like, before he even created us, he knew what our entire lives were going to be. Now, does God give us choice? Of course. So that's why it's confusing. But that's why I'm just saying, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, we have to be, like, surrendering to the Lord and coming before him. Yeah. And giving our love lives mm -hmm. over to him. Yeah, that's one of our last points. So we'll just go on to number four right now. Being scared to... uh, Can you please read your writing for me? (laughs) Yeah, so the (laughs) the fourth point is being... Um, this, this is a struggle of being scared to open up your heart again or just having that fear to open up your heart. And me personally, Ashley, this is what I'm kind of going through right now because uh, I just have like this deep, deep rooted fear in my heart of, of putting myself out there again. And it's a real thing. And what I've noticed is that it can if I really let this fear rule over me, it could be paralyzing. Yeah. And it's just hard. It's really, I don't know how else to explain it, but. No, that it, makes sense. It just, it's, it's, it's hard because one of my values and my desires is marriage, but I have this, this deep pain in my heart of, 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 or just, just this caution of like, be extremely careful and I think that's a good thing, but I also think that sometimes it could keep me from. Well, 
Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yeah, I think I completely agree with you. From you know, the few counseling sessions I've had in my life, I've learned that your emotions are a good thing and that your emotions like are there to try to tell you something. And so that fear is trying to tell you, be careful because I've been hurt in the past and I don't want you to, to get into another relationship because I know that it hurt me or it hurt me. So the fear is like, it's a good thing because it's trying to protect you, but to a degree, you can't let your feelings be truth and you have to, ha- that's why you have to remember what your your values are in life because your values are there to try, try to help you, to steer you in directions when your emotions can be so conflicting and make you feel like you want to go backwards because it's either you're moving towards your values or you're not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Also, scripture should be your number one go-to in all of it. Go to value. Mm, I just, it's like your number one source of truth, source of truth. So always coming back to that and even realizing that, like, yeah, just surrendering that fear over to the Lord because it's just, I got to remind myself, like, God, you're with me. You you promise to never leave me nor forsake me. You you promise that that. You are here and I don't have to fear because you're walking with me every step of the way. And whether Mm -hmm. that's with a dating relationship, whether that's with a test, whether that's with choosing a career or college, college or going on to the missions field, whatever it may be, that has to anchor you. Mm -hmm. It has to. And I can say that I can relate to this being scared to open up your heart. Um situation too obviously for me it's not again because I've never opened up my heart to a boy before because I've been protecting it so much I feel like it's kind of had like a giant chain and lock around it and I have a lot of like you know girlfriends that I can talk to I'm really close to my family I'm really close to my sister and so I know that I can open up it's just like for some reason for me it's like I'm really scared to open up my heart to a boy and I think there is a good place for that, though. Yeah. But I will also say, though, for me, I had a negative, um, like, friendship with a boy. I wouldn't even – he wasn't even a friend. It was just me and this boy in grade school, and he said some choice words to me just because he was a jerk. And I think it really, like, rooted itself deep in me, like – okay, wow, I am stupid and I am annoying. Like, all these things. Like, which to a little boy, like, he probably thinks he's funny. It probably made him feel like he had a lot of power. But to me, it was like, wow, like, 
the words that I have to say to a boy are stupid and they are invalid and I should just be quiet because I would rather not be thought of as stupid um, and just be neutral than anything. Which those comments I, he was saying was demoralizing to you as a person. He was diminishing your personhood because he was using your his voice over you and you felt like you could not have a voice. You felt like you could not stand up for yourself. And that is completely wrong. And so I think that that is something that you and probably so many other girls are just have this fear over them. And I would say like this fear, like if you try to open up your heart to a boy, then it's just something similar is going to happen and it's just going to confirm your fear. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there are good guys out there, good godly men who are following after the Lord and who will who will respect you as a woman. And like, that's what you need to be waiting for. That's what you need to be you just you have to wait for a guy that will respect you and cherish you and and tell you okay you want you have a voice and i'm going to respect your voice and i'm going to respect you as a woman of dignity that's what we need to be waiting for yeah and i think that segues really into the last point we have which is surrendering your desires to christ and the reason why i say that is because in a similar situation to me, because you guys are going to learn this. I've never, well, I think we talked about this before. I've never been in a relationship before. Like I said, I've been, had my heart guarded and still pretty guarded. But this is Taylor, by the way. I know we sound a lot alike. We get that a lot. But um, yeah, there's a boy recently that I feel like I just was starting to get to know. And I saw all those attributes and characteristics that you said, Ashley, it was just like I could tell that he had such a pure heart and that the spirit was in him and that he just used his words to uplift people and be kind. And he was always like wanting to get to know people and hear their story and was just in tune with the word of God. And I was like, you know, there was almost a point for me, and this is really recent, where I just have and like filled with all these like all this hope of like, wow, like maybe we could one day be together. Like he's my dream guy. Like I don't want him to be the one to get away type thing. And it can like consume your thoughts and you have to remember to surrender it to Christ because anything that you think of more, anything that you value more than God is an idol. And even just thoughts about boys or even thoughts of potential relationships with boys can become an idol in your life and you have to take them and you have to put them in the altar in prayer and just surrender relationships to God because in the end I mean relationships are great but they aren't going to fulfill you and they aren't going to and they aren't going to satisfy you and you have to go back to God because he is the only one that can fill that void uh, and hole in our heart not to mention I, I learned this kind of fun fact this isn't really related but we were learning about ball in our Bible study the other night, and I learned something that maybe I had forgotten was just how people worshipped ball because he was the god of like your desires or fleshly desires, and just how people like would quote unquote worship ball by like 
being with prostitutes or like giving into every one of their fleshly desires and just how corrupt that is. It made me think of how even some Christians, like we call ourselves Christians and we worship God, but we get so caught up in our own idols that it almost is like we're, I don't want to say worshiping because that's extreme, but we're giving our time and our heart and our devotion and our praise and our time and our energy to these things that are not fulfilling. What do you have to say? I've been talking a lot. I've been talking for almost four minutes. Yeah, I think that God uses this season. God intentionally uses this season in our life to sanctify us, to grow us, and to show us that how much we need him. Many girls that I've talked to at Moody have have talked to me about how they're in a season of desiring a relationship or in a season with a boy or in a season with breaking up with a boy or in a season of should I break up with this boy or in a season of turmoil because of intentional singleness or in turmoil because oh does this guy like me I'm just telling you it's just like that's our age right now is is this season we're in and I think that um God uses it God uses it for growth in us and it's such a beautiful thing And that goes along with surrendering because I think through all this, God wants us to learn to surrender it all back to him and to come back under his wing and just to say, you know what, Lord, only you can satisfy me, but you have given me these desires. And God, I just ask that you would help these desires within me to be godly desires. And God, I just give it to you. And, and every day you have to do that. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a wake up in the morning, give it to the Lord. Go to bed at night, give it to the Lord. Thinking about him all during the day, give it to the Lord. And it's through prayer, it's through surrendering that we will grow. And it's just beautiful that we can grow through this and become more like Christ, that God will use these things to become more like him. Yeah, so that's what I have to say is just talking. I'm going to pull up these song lyrics. Is just to cherish the season you're in and to say, God, I come before you. Teach me. I want to learn. I want to be your good and faithful servant. Teach me. And I'm in a in a boat right now, just like you guys are in in waves. And I have to remember to fix my eyes on Christ And to realize that whatever waves come, I just need to keep refocusing my gaze back on Jesus and not on the storm, not on the waves, not on the craziness of life, not on the what ifs, not on all these things. But Lord Jesus, help me fix my eyes on you. Yeah, Um, I have these lyrics from a song called Nothing I Hold On To. It's by United Pursuit. And... I just think it relates to this situation, Um, so I was going to try to share them with you a little bit right here. Okay, it goes like this. I give it all to you, God, trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me. And then it goes on to say, there's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on to. And then uh, more lyrics are... Did I already say this? 
Okay, I lean out on my own understanding. My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. And basically is the whole song is... Um, surrendering. Surrendering. You know, I actually think I was thinking of a different song. The song that's that, amazing. Oh, was it good? Yes. Okay. Are you kidding me? That was phenomenal. Okay, there's also another song where it goes, lay it all down. What's that one? Lay it all down. Lay it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I. It's just called Lay It Down at the Feet of Jesus. I don't know. It's by United oh, Pursuit. At the Feet of Jesus. Okay, United Pursuit is fire. You guys have to look them up. But yeah, we just made it through our five points of struggles during singleness and dating. One, seeing friends, at, seeing boys as friends and brothers in Christ. Two, the struggle of trying to talk to a boy, especially one you like. Three, the struggle of to pursue or not to pursue. Four, the struggle of surrendering your desires over to Christ. Oops, that was number five. And number four, being scared to open your heart again. The struggle of that. We hope these points encouraged you and just helped you realize that we are in the midst of the storm, too. We are not perfect. We are going through the same thing, and God is using it to grow us closer to Him. And we want you to be encouraged to grow closer to Him in whatever season you're in. We'll see you guys in our next podcast. Bye. Bye.